Hello and welcome to another episode of Sunday School at Modern Mystic Shop. It's me again, Kelly Knight, your host and Modern Mystic Shop owner. Thank you so much for joining us this week. Now, if you can't get enough of Modern Mystic content, I encourage you to head over to modernmysticshop.com. You'll see a pop-up or you'll see a form where you can enter your email address. Please enter your email address and you'll automatically get a download that's about the new moon and how to use the new moon to set your intentions. There's new moon tarot spreads, the crystals that we love to use with the new moon, a guided meditation you can take yourself through, all to help you plant the seeds in a ritualistic way for the new moon. So if that sounds of interest to you, head on over there and give us your email address and that'll also sign you up for our newsletters. You're going to love our newsletters. At the beginning of every month, I send out a tarot scope. So it's a forecast based on your zodiac sign. I share all of my best tips and tricks, and I personally make these emails. So I teach and I educate through this platform. And so if you like what you hear here, you're going to love our insiders newsletter. Now on to the speaker of the week. Today, I am so honored to share with you a very, very dear personal friend of mine. Her name is Kathy Izzo, and Kathy has been such an amazing part of my life, and I don't even think that she really knows how deeply she's affected me. Uh, Kathy and I were in a women's group together. There was about a dozen of us that signed up to work with each other for a year, and we were all working on various projects. And through this experience, just by being in Kathy's presence, I had such tremendous healing because she's in her 60s and I'm in my 30s and I don't have a lot of female figures in that age that I really can connect to in this way. And just by learning from her, speaking with her and practicing yoga and meditation beside her, I got a huge, huge healing just by being with her, being herself. But more about Kathy, she is a lover, a mother, a poet, an elixir creator, a writer, an artist. She's so, so many things, and she's so incredible. And she's also the founder of the Ma platform, and it was so appropriate to have her with us on this Zoom live class to discuss the Ma platform on Mother's Day. So she goes into exactly what the Ma frequency is. We learn about this Ma platform of prayer that she's created. We go into what prayer actually is and what constitutes as prayer. We talk about sort of the stigma around the words mother and woman and prayer. And you actually get to hear from several women who are a part of this Ma platform. And you get to hear their experience and how this amazing platform has impacted them and how they see it impacting maybe the world at large. And so I really invite you to listen to this segment of Modern Mystics Sunday School Podcast and also head over to Instagram and follow the Ma, M-A platform. And you know, you might want to join. Maybe you want to be one of the keepers of this Ma prayer throughout the world. So without further ado, I introduce to you my dear, dear friend, Kathy Izzo and the Ma platform. Thank you so much for having me. Um, I just welcome to everybody. Uh, Of course, I'm really happy to see um, my Ma holders here. Um, I'm going to be talking a little bit about how the Ma platform 
works and how it was conceived. Thank you so much, Kelly, because this really was when we were working together, we were in like this kind of incubator of, of strong female energy, small group. And um, I think maybe 13 or 14 women and we were all working on big projects. And it was in that it was just two years ago. It's hard to believe. Not even like we finished like a year ago. So much was birthed at that time. So it's so great to see you. I don't get to see you that often. I was supposed to be in Atlanta in person, but who knew? <laughs> who knew? So here we are. So I just want to say, so I'm going to talk a little bit about myself and introduce myself, and then I'll talk more about the Ma platform. And, um, you know, Kathy Izzo, um, artist, poet, mother, um, mother, and it's Mother's Day. And, you know, I didn't really think about it when I picked this day at the time. Everything was so busy. I wasn't really, you know, I've been that way about Mother's Day for a long time. You know, there have been many times I've been traveling on Mother's Day. And I think I've gotten more, one of my oldest daughter has two children. And it's so interesting. This is really what I want to start start by talking about the, the issue with Mother's Day is that when my daughter had two children and I thought of my daughter being a mother, I became more aware of being present on Mother's Day. And that almost brings tears to my eyes when I say that because, not because it's so amazing that I'm an amazing grandmother, it's that, you know, in service in a way to my daughter and to my grandchildren, then Mother's Day became more important. And I think it's not that I have a problem with receiving, but um, I don't. And I, I do receive all different kinds of love and pleasure quite easily. I mean, it's hard one though. I worked for that. But, you know, the thing about Mother's Day is really hard because, um, you know, it's Mother's Day and it's supposed to be if you're a mother and there are a few mothers out here, you know, it's about receiving and, and, and people being grateful. But at the same time, like probably like before I taught my 9 a.m. class, maybe 10 women had had written me to say Happy Mother's Day, which is really beautiful. But of course, they're mothers. So I'm like, oh my God, these women are up like wishing me Mother's Day like on Mother's Day. And then I feel like, oh my God, you know, we all have connectivity fatigue, whether you're a mother or not. And I'm like, oh, I should be texting them back. And then what about like my cousins that I grew up with and my sisters? And then, and then like all of a sudden you're like freaking tired, you know? And like, this is, this is about being a, a mother. And then also the other thing is, you know, it's like so objectified everywhere of like, this idea of what being a mother is, which is a double-edged sword, because that objectification of motherhood, of being this like ultimate, you know, like value, also has the the back edge of the disappointment and the blame for for everything in the world or everything personally. You know, everybody has that love-hate relationship with their mother. And if you're sort of a conscious person like me and I'm queer, you get like all the people on your feed that are talking about, you know, like the negative Mother's Day and how they had a bad relationship with their mother and how they were a bit whatever. And it's like the feelingness of being woman or femme or mother, it just is exponential. It's like right out the gate from the first minute. So I just want to bring that bring that up on Mother's Day because it's like, what is it about, you know, so I have this project, the Mob Platform, and like the tagline is women are praying. And I do have to say, you know, being queer and being in a very 
you know, uh, like community. I'm in so many communities, but that community, it's very much gender is so much an issue. And I also have my grand, my granddaughters both uh, have two moms or not moms. Cookie, forgive me for calling you a mom. That would never go over. You know, I'm just saying, but two women having a family together, even though, though one of them doesn't really use the word woman. And yet there is parenting going on there. It's so complex. So what do I mean when I say women are praying? How did I come up with this idea for a project? I never thought when I thought of this project that just the term women are praying would be so controversial, and it is. But I'll get to that in a second. Let me just identify the project. So I had this idea being in, um, you know, I've been kind of mystical and spiritual, just like from the womb, pretty much. You know, I'm 61. And so when I was a girl, I'm Catholic, Italian, all the way, every direction um, in my family. And so I grew up in Brooklyn and uh, so Latin mass you know, and the incense and the whole thing. I just thought it was the most fabulous thing ever. I mean, the nuns were really scary, but I loved church. So I had that natural disposition, this idea of praying. Like my great, my grandmother um, was one of these Italian women, like dressed in black, a widow, like kind of tiny orthopedic shoes. Her room was pitch black, candles everywhere. And I just loved going in there. It was also kind of terrifying, but there was something really magical going on there. And there was something going on there that I didn't really understand, but was inherently feminine. You know, it was connected to my grandmother. And my grandmother was not a friendly, cozy, cushy mother figure. Um, oh no, that was not my grandmother. I'm sorry, that was my great grandmother. That was my grandmother's mother that I'm talking about. My grandmother like was like totally like high femme, like going to the casino with her second husband, more on her. But anyway, so no, my great grandmother. So there was something in that room. It was dark. It was womb-like. It was kind of terrifying and it was full of prayer. And even though, you know, I grew to have the Catholic church be so oppressive for me, um, as a beautiful, young, sexy, potentially queer woman, um, you know, got kicked out of there uh, pretty quickly, but there was something there that was happening. And my grandmother, my great grandmother's devotion was very magnetizing. So, you know, I have had that um, kind of at the core of me and, you know, through many, many travels and incarnations, it would take a long time for me to tell my whole story. But my most recent um, spiritual life, previous to, um, kind of simultaneously to the Kundalini, which is how I met Kelly, but um, the a really deep, prayerful, devotional life was um, in the kind of indigenous prayer world, um, indigenous devotional world. And I was fortunate enough with a couple of my daughters to be welcomed in to some Native American communities and some South American indigenous communities and experience uh, those medicine ways, those plant spirit medicine ways in a very authentic way. And, um, you know, it was clear. So here you have the Catholics, and then you have these indigenous communities. And in both communities, it was clear the women were praying differently than the men. And so, you know, it's like, 
you know, I looked it up before I came on this call because I wanted to see really what, if there is, you know, I, I, you know, you hear about the God gene and that's always disputed the God gene, you know, this idea that some people may be, have more dispensation to being spiritual than others and believing in God. And if you do believe in the God gene, it is believed that women, and so what are we talking about with women? Um, since I'm talking about a broad kind of gender interpretation of that, I'm talking about um, people that identify as feminine and or gender non-conforming people that perhaps were born in a feminine body and maybe have some issues with that, but that are working with a female reproductive system are bleeding. Um, so it's very, you know, I'm not going to, you know, like every part of this conversation is so complex, but just to say, you know, we'll, we'll just broaden it a little bit. Women are praying. So this idea, so, so there is, so if you believe in the God gene, more women than men have the God gene. So that you can start there. Then you look at like nurture versus nature kind of idea of like, you know, in a few of the things that I've looked at about do women pray more than men? Some of them, which are very kind of like right wing and, um, uh, you know, more uh, traditional religious writings are like women have more time than men, which is like hard to believe, but more time in the home. This is historically. And what are they doing in the home? They're taking care of the family. And so even if you are not doing that, you know, if you look at epigenetics, like that's, that's kind of the culture that you have of this caretaking. And so then the prayer is about the health and well-being of the children, the family, the community, the world. You know, it's very, um, you know, it's, it's like, what, what do we believe here? But if you take it all the way to the earth, and you look at it just from like a traditional medicine point of view, the earth is feminine and, and nature is feminine. And the way nature recreates itself, it comes from this Shakti principle. So it's, you know, so, so anyways, we're looking at all this coming back to my story is I was really interested in how women prayed. And I was really interested in the situations that I was in from the Catholicism from my childhood to these medicine communities. I was really interested in how the women were kind of taking care of everything and they were vilified when things went wrong or they were like in some of these traditional cultures and uh, you know, like a Sundance in South Dakota, this whole idea if the women are bleeding, they're separated. Now, some people say they're separated because it just ruins everything. Other people are separated because they're so powerful that all of the energy turns towards them. But, you know, it's like, it's, it's this, this idea of that regenerative, powerful force. And so, you know, there's many gatherings of women. I, I certainly did not invent that. But the idea that I had that led to the Ma was that I wanted to be in one location. I, I felt like as I got older, particularly after I had grandchildren, because of just the way I am and, and the ease that I communicate with so many people and, you know, kind of, you know, have this young energy and sort of hipper than most people's mother or grandmother that, um, that, you know, people were projecting a lot of this need for that kind of elder and figure in their life. And I thought, well, okay, I'll take it. 
but I don't want to have to travel. I want to just be somewhere and be able to contemplate and write. And so I want to be somewhere. And well, if I'm just going to be somewhere, maybe like it's not enough for me to just be somewhere for people to come. Maybe I have to, of course, you know, like up the ante. I can't just be here and be quiet. I have to build a whole temple so that women can come. And when they're not hanging out with me, they can be praying. I mean, it was sort of casual like that. And then as I like meditated and prayed on that, it was like, oh, okay, that center, that temple will be like a reservoir where this feminine God gene prayer energy can be cultivated in one place. And so women can come and, and I'm going to keep, so I just want to say right here about the woman gender non-binary open Shakti transmuter thing is there are many women in this on this planet that do not have the privilege to, to think about the definition of that word woman. So, so now we're speaking about the Ma platform and now I'm talking internationally and for the whole planet. And so we're just going to say women are praying, right? About the Ma at that point. So I had this idea that it would be a place where all different traditions of feminine prayer. So for me as an artist, it would be like a curated, cultivated, like, all, like all these different types, like the splendor of all women's prayer could be collected there. And, um, and it would be like a reservoir. So there would be women praying 24 seven, there would always be a woman praying and people would, and I could just see the energy, just people coming and going from this temple and, and the women, and I could almost hear the muted conversations happening outside the temple and all these different people coming together. And then that would be a heartbeat. And you know, when I imagine that heartbeat, I imagined a moment like this that we're in right now. I imagine that, you know, it would be this heartbeat and it would be this place and that the women also could come there to contribute to the reservoir and also take from it, you know, so women in, you know, who needed sanctuary could come there. You know, so it got grander and grander and, you know, income, Guru Jagat and when Kelly and I were hanging out and Guru Jagat's like, yeah, yeah, totally possible. Like, let's do it. And so that was the beginning of the mock platform. I just remember she goes, okay, so you are going to be like this embodiment of like the original mother and you're going to build this temple and all the women are going to come. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we can do that. And so, you know, so that was that. And then, so the way the Ma platform started, then I'll take some questions. The way the Ma platform started the, in the embodiment it is now, which so right now we have, I don't think we're completely full. I think we maybe have three empty spots that, you know, when there's an empty spot, somebody else takes it. But I mean, we have three kind of, you know, like specific empty spots and then the rest is full. Um, you know, it's just me and my my own wacky numerology. I decided two hours to pray was not too much to ask of a woman. So while I was trying to get the funding, which I'm still working on, to get land enough to build this other large vision of the Ma, I thought being an artist and being someone that knows how to work a PR scheme, I thought, I'm just going to get the women praying. And literally, this was like 
two or three weeks before winter solstice. I'm like, I'm going to start on the winter solstice. I'm going to get 84 women to pray two hours each, wherever they are, just in their homes, doing whatever they're doing anyway. I know so many women with these beautiful prayers and they'll just pass it to each other. Like I just like, it was very casual and I just thought, no problem. It's going to be so easy. Well, it's not easy and it takes like 10 of us to run the whole thing. And now here we are a year and a half later and we have... You know, I keep working on the diversity, but I believe in an organic kind of who's meant to be in the ma is in the ma. So pretty much build the magnetism and people come to us. But many of the people in the ma now um, are people I know. Um, so people pray in their homes doing whatever. Um, some people are actually quite active because you can't always control the time. They're taking care of their families. They're working. I mean, I hold the mat every which way I'm driving, I'm teaching. I actually am holding the mat at noon, so I may still be here with you guys. Um, so yeah, so it's just, so that's, so it's just going, but, and then it's passed via text. And really the prayer is in the passing. I think the people that are here from the Ma platform will attest to that. There's something about, so you, you receive the Ma, so you'll get a text on your phone and it's like passing you the Ma from somebody somewhere on the planet. And, you know, you always have the same spot every week. So you get to know that person at least a little bit. And, um, and we shift at the equinoxes and solstice. So the calendar changes. I have some people. So we started on winter solstice of 2018. So it's been about 16 or 17 months, I think. And, um, and uh, so every quarter at the solstice or the equinox, you have the chance to take a break or switch your time and new people come in. And there are people on this call that have been with me from the beginning. Um, that have not missed a shift. And um, it's quite amazing. So there is somebody praying right now. Angel Favorite is praying right now in Brooklyn and will pass to me at noon. And before Angel was Holly in New Jersey. And before that was Monica Reyes in Miami. Before that was Natalia in Gloucester, Massachusetts. And I think before that was Leela in Berlin. And before that was Elena Kaufman. I think she's at her parents' house in Connecticut for the quarantine. And before that was Lindsay in LA. Before that was Alana in um, Asheville. And I think before that was Susie Hernandez in Davis, California. Anyway, there you go. So um, I'm going to stop there because I'm sure that there's questions. I don't see any questions in the chat, but I know, or actually if there's any Ma women that would like to say anything um, before I move on, that would be awesome too. And just share your experience um, and what it's like to be on the other, other side of all of this. And maybe some of you have never heard that story before. So I'm just curious how you feel. Um, not to be, um, put anybody on the spot. <laughs> My name is Astronata and I, um, have been praying with the Ma since it started. I had been working with, uh, Kathy on, uh, some of the lunar practices. Um, she actually was the person that introduced me to Kundalini Yoga, which, um, I lost track, but I think I'm in my third year of practicing daily, and it's just been a really incredible new uh, 
just experience and uh, of life in general. But um, yeah, the um, when Kathy asked me, it was like one of those things that like before she finished saying it, I was like, yes, like that just sounds awesome. I want to do that. Um, because, um, well, similarly, my mother was born in an Italian Catholic family in Brooklyn. And, you know, she was always, um, you know, not hyper-focused. She's also a very, like, intense, radical person who doesn't follow any rules. And, um, but she always would pray, you know, a lot to Mary as her, as her deity that she focuses on. And then, you know, we were all required as children to like memorize the St. Jude prayer, which miraculously I can still say like that. Um, but so it was a nice way for me to like integrate prayer in a, um, you know, without abandoning those familiar, um, you know, uh, uh, sort of, you know, entities that um, to sort of incorporate this new, like earth, moon, you know, um, sort of praying that I was learning with Kathy. And um, yeah, just in the past year, I think it's just come such a long way. I mean, she was doing it all by herself at first, which really impressed me. <laughs> um, it's crazy. Um, <laughs> but um, now there's a system has sort of fallen into place where there's a protector on each day. So I'm the protector for Thursdays. Um, and we just kind of make sure that the prayer is getting passed and received, you know, with fluidity. And um, and it's just a really, I mean, Thursday has become just such a special day for me, no matter what's going on in my life. Um, knowing that, you know, we're going to, I'm going to start the, the day, you know, with the focus on this prayer and then have it, you know, flow. And you really can almost palpably feel like, like a snowball rolling down a hill that just gains more momentum as it goes. And, um, and it's, um, since the, the whole stay at home and everybody dealing with this, um, Corona event, um, it's just sort of enabled a lot more people to um, like say probably this call I'm assuming probably has more people on it than usual because you know we're able to carve out more time to do things like this but um, you know once a month I think we're doing all ma zoom calls yesterday it was like anyone in the mob can join in on the, on the call and we just share like this and I mean they're just really powerful beautiful um, moments for me and I, I, I'm assuming for everybody else who is involved in it. And um, a little while back, we did a, an all-day Ma Zoom call, and that was remarkable. It was on Earth Day, actually, so April 22nd. And, um, and we all got to share space with each other as we prayed in different ways. I mean, someone threw a dance party, somebody else, and, you know, just, you know, focused on the, their altar. I mean, just a wide spectrum of prayer, collective prayer, um, through this intense connective web of women. And um, it's a remarkable thing. And I'm really, really proud to be a part of. Thank you for asking me, Kathy. Thank you, astronaut. I just want to say about that 24-hour prayer, just to say it, I know there's a few other people that were on that call. So that, so, so we've had a few, so we have the virtual, you know, continuous. It's always, there's always a woman praying. And I have to say, even for me, 
like I created this, like I will be having a hard time and I'll be like, oh my God, like I have this like army of women praying and I'll just start texting the women that are praying that day. And I'm like, pray for, and like, it's just like, just like I, I'm just overwhelmed or you know I have anxiety or you know like, like I'm afraid about money or I have a heartbreak and I'm just like just think of me and I'm and like I just text the list and I get such a shift well so we started doing all night mop prayers in various locations we had one in um, LA we've had tons in New York of course Miami um, to think of where else we we've had a bunch of them and so so we pray from sunset to, to sunrise and just everybody and it's the same idea but live you know it's kind of like this pop-up ma sanctuary that each person is praying in their own way so there's an altar so it's not like oh we're all praying there's still always this like held spot where that's where the transmission of the ma so I realize I haven't even defined that. So, you know, many of you do not know where that word came from. You think it comes from mama, but mama comes from the sound ma is it's a primordial sound and it's in many, many cultures. And it's believed that that sound, it's like if you just make that shape with your mouth, like ma. Like my, that, that actually comes from an organic feeling inside your body that is a memory that's not of your mother. It's of belonging. And then your mother is the vessel for that. So when you're born, you actually, like you're born with this, this like demand for the ma. And your mom, your mother brings that to you, hopefully. But your mom is just a vessel of the ma. That's what the word ma means. So the ma is like, so when I say like beyond the idea of the mother, beyond the idea of the feminine, you know, like what is that generative force? That's the ma. So when we're having the all night prayer, we make an altar. And, you know, again, as much as I try to work with the hierarchy and try to branch it out, I have my protectors and try to feature the members of the ma. You know, I am the ma. You know, like that's something I'm working on. But anyway, so I usually like kind of start to create the altar, but then we all work with it together. We work with flowers, work with intention. And, um, and then someone just is always in that spot all night long. And it doesn't matter what they're doing. That's the thing with the month. It doesn't matter what you're doing. And I think some people come in wanting more structure. It's just that you're praying. However, there's no wrong way to do it. So in that spot, so then then we have the 24-hour mop prayers now. So we had 12-hour live prayers. Now we have the 24-hour. We've had two on Zoom. And I have to say, I know other people have felt the same way. And I am in touch with some very powerful energies and have been working just in my own witchy way my whole life. The ma... It's, we're just a pipeline. Like we're not doing anything but just like weirdly holding space. And it's just like remembering your dreams or defining anything. Like you make the definition in the container and it's attractive. Like the energy keeps coming through. So the last 24 hour ma, I think those of us in the inner crew did not sleep for days. It was so powerful. And, you know, it was 
like there was a dance party and then there was some medicine songs and I chanted the Maramon Lochai and then there was like Ashton from New Jersey playing some weird jazz with her boyfriend laying on the bed behind her. And then there was like, you know, Adriana like escaping from her kids like up in the attic with her didgeridoo. I mean, it's, it's just like you can't make this stuff up. So it was just great. So anybody else, um, any questions also, you don't have to be in the mob, but anybody in the mob that wants to share or anybody that wants to ask me anything about any of this. I have a question, Kathy. Sure. Um, a lot of our listeners and participants would probably consider themselves spiritual, but non-religious. And sometimes with the words such as prayer, there might yeah. be like old stuff that kicks up and you described, you know, Catholicism, et cetera. So I'm curious if you could help re us reframe prayer in a way that's accessible for those who might have some sort of, you know, religious trauma. Yeah, I get it. Well, you know, the joke is, it's not a joke. I'm actually working on it, but it's a huge project is that there's a trilogy of books that I'm working on with the Ma as the platform. The word woman, the word mother, and the word prayer. Because as I said, when I started the Ma, like women are praying, I thought like, no brainer. People, women are praying. Women are praying like all day long. But I guess, you know, like I'm really comfortable with that word prayer. People have issue with the word woman. People have issue with the word a mother. And people really have issue with the word prayer. So um, for me, what I see as prayer, you guys might, you know, use like maybe use intention, you know, like if you're at the beginning of a yoga class and they say, state your intention or it's the new moon and people say like make an intention for the month. I mean, for me, prayer is focused energy and it comes from like a very deep either need or a deep place of center within yourself. So you know, like that center point, I think it becomes the word prayer traditionally because that point is God um, or a goddess or whatever word you want to use. So then that's traditionally been prayer. But I think that I like the word prayer over intention because I think it brings in an element of magic. I think when you use the word prayer, there is faith that there is some kind of larger force. Like for me, when I pray, even though I'm very expansive and obviously traveled all over the world and have like, you know, live outside the box in many different ways. But when I pray, I really think someone is listening to me. And, and that's that, that someone or something shifts like right now, you can't really see it. Oh, let me get it. <laughs> I've had so many images on my altar, but right now my granddaughter found this shell on a beach near my house and it's so perfect. This, this shell was on the beach. I mean, Cape Cod is not known for really nice shells. This was incredible. She found it and it's, it's like really, it fits in your, you can hold it and the spiral is perfect. And literally, you know, people give me stuff every day on the divine feminine. I have images, crystals, everything. It's the only thing that I'm praying to these days. Because it makes me feel whole to pray there. So when I'm taught, so, and when I pray, I just talk. So I was in a teepee. Um, it was a peyote ceremony out in the desert, like literally in the desert. Actually, it wasn't even a teepee. We were under the stars. 
and I was asked to pray and like, you know, one of the few white women there and like was totally like self-conscious. So, but I'm like, okay, I have this moment. Um, and I'm not going to lie, full of peyote under the stars. And I'm like, okay, okay, okay. And I just started talking, but I was self-conscious. I was talking like I was really nervous. And the roadman said to me, it's like you have God on the phone. Like, what are you going to say? Like, like get it together. And I, and I just started talking like I had God on the phone. And that's, I feel like I really got prayer that night. So when I'm sitting in front of the shell, I am grateful for my day, the day before. And I tried to think of all the little things that happened, you know, not just the big things. And then when I pray, like I prayed to be able to speak today on this call because I was in a bad mood when I woke up this morning. I was just like, oh my God, it's Mother's Day and I'm teaching at nine and I'm gonna be on that call. Like, what was I thinking? And you know, like, like, and I'm sure I'll get a million to, you know, like the whole thing, I see the way I started. And, um, you know, so I had my practice and my prayer and I prayed to, because it's really not about anybody else. You know, that's one of my favorite things to say. None of us are free until all of us are free. And there's only one of us here. So when I pray in the morning, I don't pray for the world. You know, I just pray to have the strength and the focus to be able to do what I need to do. So anyway, that's a very long answer to your question, uh, Kelly. I hope, I hope it edified it a little bit. Yeah. It's perfect. Yeah. Shay, this, this, this woman is a master at prayer, I have to say. I have never been, I think I'm, I'm articulate, but your articulation, and it's like, I can just be like on a call and I'm like, Shay, can you just start praying right now? Just address the people and you just like go for it. No pressure. But anyway, I'm glad you're here. Thank you, everyone. My name is Shay. Um, I'm part of the MA, and this is my second uh, term with the MA. Um, I just want to share a couple of things. I, I, I've prayed since I was a kid, but I've been a closeted prayer. <laughs> and even when, um, you know, I was in some uh, communities where I was praying, you know, the rest of everyone in my life didn't know I was praying. And of course, I, I meditate and um, I uh, stick my toe in a lot of different spiritual practices, things that, um, yeah, a lot of different things. But I was drawn to the Ma as soon as my friend Nikki, who's on the call, told me about it because she was part of it. But I, I uh, said, no, let me step back a little. And then I went to an, one of the all night events and I was hooked from the moment I stepped in the door. And one of the things I absolutely love about the Ma is that, you know, what Kathy was saying, there is not really a definition of prayer. Like you, you can pray the way you pray. Like if you're just in silence and your thoughts, I mean, your thoughts can be prayers. So um, it's beautiful because I feel like I have a lot of um, uh, room to let the prayer come through. And in any way, like sometimes it's just gratitude. It's just amazing gratitude. Sometimes it's just pure joy, which I like to call praise, right? But, but praise might be a loaded word, but really it's just joy. Sometimes it's like, oh man, okay, help me get aligned and centered. I'm, I'm off today. And I love that about the mom. And the other thing I love is um, if you want community, you can have it. If you want to be, you know, um, 
you know, by yourself for some time, you can do that too. But the community is fantastic. And like, like Kathy said, there's times I've texted some people. I've never seen these people. I've never met these people. And I text them and I say, hey, uh, I'm one of the people in the Ma. Uh, I got a prayer request. Can you hold this space? And I always get a response back. And that feels amazing that I'm like literally texting someone who's in New Zealand and I'm in New Jersey. <laughs> so anyway, I just wanted to share that. Thank you, Kathy, for this magnificent, you know, um, community and platform. And, um, and now, yes, I am out of the closet. I am out of the closet as a prayer person. <laughs> yeah. Thank you, Shay. I have another question. If, sure. I don't want to hog all the questions, oh, but I'm curious um, how you have seen the outer world shift and the reality shift as your prayer got momentum around the globe and that there's a designated group of women holding this frequency. I'm curious if you can relate it or do you have a correlation point between what you'd see the world shifting into? Yeah, well, the world is... I mean, it depends on how you look at it. I mean, I've been calling this time, this, you know, COVID time, the holy moment or the holy event because, but I mean, I cannot like, don't, and don't repeat it either. I cannot like attribute it to the mob. <laughs> I mean, seriously, but I do have to say that, well, one, I, I don't know, you know, it's hard to say the world is a big place. Um, but like, I, like when we had the 24 hour ma, I think everybody and most of the people, so, so we call the people that, that are the, are like kind of watching over the day, the protector, and they're not protecting the ma because the ma needs no protection. That's for sure. Um, but we're just protecting the passing of the ma, like the structure of the ma platform that the prayer stays continuous. And it's like, you know, it's very powerful. So they're holding the space all day. So if there, if someone, you know, if there is some interruption or someone doesn't show up or something, you know, like that the ma is held continuously. So, you know, as Astronauta said, I originally was, I just thought like no problem in the beginning. And then, and then I realized, yeah, problem. Like my daughter, Nola, who is one of the protectors came over and she's like, like, this is like a month in, like, you can't go on like this. Like it was like having a newborn. I didn't sleep at all. But anyway, so now we've got the seven protectors and myself. And so most of the protectors have been doing this for a while and you know, after the 24 hour ma, everybody was like, what is happening? Like it was so electrifying. There was something happening. And like, I couldn't, I had set up the day so that I could leave and do other things. And I could not get off the call. There was some centrifugal force. So, so like the ma itself, I don't know if I can say about the outside world, but the ma itself is responding to the container of the Ma platform. And we cannot take credit for that presence and the world, you know, carry on. But I do have to say that 
So in the worlds that I'm in, you know, many different kinds of community from the indigenous to like the Ascension communities and like the Kundalini, like talking about the age of Aquarius and Ascension talking about, you know, just kind of like ascended masters and um, like this, this model of earth energy and where it's going in connection to the sun and like these like very ancient traditions, everybody talked about a moment when the world would come together and stop. And this is happening in our lifetime. So it is a very holy moment. And when I started the idea of the heartbeat, I didn't know what was coming. You know, God forbid, it could be like nuclear tragedy. It could be, I mean, who knows what could be this big, you know, because it's like not going to be an earthquake because like that's just one part of the world. But that was the idea that I had, that there would be a place, like I'm not to be so grand, but just somehow like the subtle inspiration was like that there would be some place. So, you know, it's like, did this event form the Ma? Did the Ma form this event? You know, so anyway, I, I mean, if anybody else has seen some way that the Ma platform is, is affecting the world, please jump in. But that, that's how I see it. Uh, yeah, Shay. Um, if, if I can just say briefly, I don't know how it's totally impacting the world, but I do see how it's impacting individuals. I mean, first of all, it's, it's, it's having um, a magnificent impact on the actual participants of the Ma, because they, there are so many testimonials just in our discussions when we have the monthly all-day Ma, I mean, excuse me, the, the all-Ma calls like yesterday. But in addition, the people that we're holding the space for, uh, you know, I've had a lot of people come back to me after, you know, we've been holding space for them and say, wow, like something shifted for me. And, 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 and I've had a miracle or this thing I never thought would happen, happened, or not even what they wanted to happen, something better <laughs> than they wanted to happen. And, I, and so there's some energy, um, I'll just call it some energy that occurs when, when you're aligned. That, yeah. I'll, I'll say it that way. Yeah, definitely. Thank you, Shay. You know, I wanted to say, um, this is uh, yesterday on the Alma call, we were talking about Mother's Day. And um, I just want to thank Sarah Swati, who's here with her baby. Um, who did this research on the origins of Mother's Day. And um, I, um, I'm like on three different computers and my phone. <laughs> anyway, I don't know if I can get that information. I think her name was Ann Jarvis. And it was like in World War One when Mother's Day first started. So you have to think of World War One, also the suffragette movement really big so it's hardly like it's a time when women's rights you know we forget because there's so many levels i just saw mrs america like that's really moving the suffragettes really moving like here you know like it goes on you know like at least like i was a teenager when um the era and title nine all that stuff was happening here we are we're still talking about it you know and like like how much has really changed but anyway so mother's day 1914 and, you know, the world is in total disarray and so many people suffering. And it was started as, um, as an anti-war movement. 
And it was started as the idea, you know, with that. So I bring up the suffragette because it wasn't just like, oh, like motherhood, it's so beautiful. Like there were many women fighting for women's rights at that time, but it was like, the idea of caring for another human being's well-being is the core of the anti-war movement. I mean, it's like kind of a no-brainer. And that's how Mother's Day started. So Mother's Day was not, was actually started by a mother, not to be like, I need a break, but to be like, okay, like how do we get all the mothers together to pray for some relief in this time when the whole world is suffering? That was the origin of Mother's Day, you know, which again goes back to my original irritation of like, do we ever get a break? But, you know, I mean, as Guru Jagat said, um, I was going to say famously, I'm making this quote famous. She said that she just said it offhandedly, but I wrote it down. Let your openness be your fulfillment, which, you know, is something I come back to. It's like somehow, somewhere I signed up for this and whether it be by biology or whether it be by the God gene, but somehow I showed up for this, to pray for the world and to, you know, to, and to lead in this way, in a very feminine way. Um, anyway, uh, I, I, there's much more I can say in that. We're coming close to the end. I do want to pray a little bit, but I want to leave it open if anybody else has any questions or any testimonials or anything to share about the Ma before we pray together. Maybe I'll just throw one more thing in. This is Kelly. Um, it's not really a question, just a statement that, you know, we study a lot of magical practices and um, we teach a lot of our uh, customers how to perform ritual and what you're creating with those practices is what we call an energy link. And so you're, and then when I think about the ma and how I see it, it's like you guys are creating these energy links um, and that you never skip a minute. Yes, and you create yeah. this beautiful chain of energy. And so actually every day you do it, you add more and more links to that beautiful chain. That's exactly what, so I call it like a pipeline. So what I say is like the Ma is everywhere and has been for all time. And we're creating this pipeline. So you can imagine it's just like any other kind of fuel. It's just, you know, like all over the place. But when you make the pipeline, I mean, pipeline has negative connotations, but seriously, that's what we're doing. We're making a pipeline to move this vast energy you know, in a more cohesive, coherent way, or at least doing the best we can. So that, yeah, so the energy, so that definitely I see. So that is an answer to your last question is um, this idea that is the world different is like, it's very, the energy of the ma is very different from when I started, when I tune into that. So, you know, like, like, I have to say, like, in the beginning, I stupidly or naively thought that I sort of had a handle on this. Now I'm more riding it or surfing it. And I don't really, it's not mine and I, I'm not holding it. But I am, like, in dialogue with it. And it's become, because uh, because I hold the ma like four times a week and never mind that I'm holding it all the time. And so, yeah, so like, I feel like when there's a moment like that, which was like really fried my nervous system. I had like a love hangover for days afterwards, but I'm like kind of in dialogue with it. And so it's informing me and I kind of can like put in some requests on where it goes. But I think that it's because of that energy link, because of the continuity. That's why... 
Uh, my daughter, Nola, um, who protects on Sundays, is protecting today. She was just like, if they're not passing, they're not praying. Because there are a lot of people who weren't passing. And sometimes, you know, you make a mistake. I mean, people forget. I forget. But, like, there were people notoriously never. They're like, I was so deep in the prayer, I forgot to pass. And we're like, but the, it's in the passing. You know, it's in the connecting. I mean, that's really where the ma is really working. And I think we're in a good place with that now. I think people are really getting it. And it's because we've held it for so long. I think the ma is like, is moving the people who are holding it to pass more consistently and more, you know, being more in, in uh, connected to the people on the other side of me. So um, I, um, I guess... I wanted to pray, you know, I don't really feel, so this is something about me. I mean, I, I can speak. I'm speaking all the time. I spoke the whole hour. I oftentimes when people ask me to pray, I am very brief. I don't really get flowery or dramatic. Um, and, um, yeah, I don't necessarily like to pray out loud. It's funny. Um, but I wanted to use, maybe because I was thinking of you, Kelly, and thinking of our Kundalini connection, maybe because I just taught a Kundalini class this morning, but there's a very beautiful celestial communication that is uh, done with the Adi Shakti um, chant. So I'm going to show it to you. I thought we could all do it together. And so the Adi Shakti is to... You know, the, the term divine mother, it's like the term Lord. That's a very cultural thing, the idea of the divine mother. The Ma is really not the divine mother because the divine mother, you think of your mother and you think of all the mothers. There's nothing wrong with that. But really, the Adi Shakti is to the primal power that moves everything. Like, let us not diminish her or it, however you want to gender connect. But we're talking, so the Adi Shakti is to that energy, and that is the Ma. So um, so we're, I'm going to play music. Hold on one second. In one second, but I'm just going to show you how to do it. And um, we'll just be here for a few rounds. So you're going to start with your hands over your head and bring your hands around. It goes Adi Shakti, Adi Shakti. So it's like the whole world, Adi Shakti, Adi Shakti. And then bringing the hands in front of you, Sarah Bishak. So your hands are in front. Oh, actually, you come all the way like you're almost holding a baby. You can't see my hands here, but your hands are like the left hand is underneath the right. So you go around, left hand is under the right. Sarabha Shakti, Sarabha Shakti, Sarabha Shakti, Namo Namo. And you're reaching your hands in that second part towards the screen, just like dripping your fingertips down. And then you go Pritam Bhagati and you're coming back into a lotus flower. So the, the heels of the hand are touching and you're making a flower, but the pinkies and the thumbs don't touch. Pritam Bhagati, Namo Namo. And then while your hands are like this, it seems complicated, but it's gonna be so beautiful with the music. You start curling your hands around each other. So you're making like a spiral, kundalini. So it's like the kundalini going up, Madha Shakti, Madha Shakti, Namo Namo. And you're above your head again. So it's like Adi Shakti, Adi Shakti. So I'll talk you through it. We're going to play the music. And um, so basically the chant is, um, hold on one second. It's, um, it's to the primal power. Yeah, I have it on this computer. 
Um, I'm not going to take the time to look for it. I sort of I had it right now, but basically the Adishakti is the primal power, and you're praying to like all that is and all that has created and that life force energy and the Kundalini Mata Shakti is like the actual Shakti that lives in the base of your spine that just runs your whole body. So you're actually praying to the Kundalini inside of you and that grows up through. So this is like your spine and you're embodying that Mata Shakti inside yourself. Um, okay, so everybody ready? Let me just get the music on. Okay, so bring your hands above your head. We're going to start one second. Adi Shakti, Adi Shakti, Adi Shakti, Namo Namo, and then coming forward, Sarva Shakti, Sarva Shakti. Sarva Shakti, Namo Namo, and then coming together, the lotus in front of the heart. Namo Namo, and then start to curl your hands, make that spiral. Bring it all the way up. Mother Shakti, keep twirling, even at the top. Namo Namo, bring your hands into prayer and open up. Adi Shakti, Adi Shakti, left hand is below. Namo Namo, coming forward. Sarva Shakti, Sarva Shakti. Coming together in the lotus. And curl your hands up. One last time. I'll explain at the end. Oh, start again. Okay. I'm going to turn it off. Let's just do it all together. Sorry. Adi Shakti, Adi Shakti, Namo Namo. Sarva Shakti, Sarva Shakti, Sarva Shakti, Namo Namo. Pritam Bhagati, Pritam Bhagati, Pritam Bhagati, Namo Namo. Kundalini, Madh Shakti, Madh Shakti, Namo Namo. And just take that energy above your head and just bless yourself with that beautiful. Um, ma energy that you've both created and collected. And so um, before we close, there's a question here. Can you expand on what you said about the bottom of your spine does and how is that connected with the emotions? 
So the thing is um, about the Shakti and the Kundalini is that this is raw energy. So this is the raw Ma feminine energy. And, you know, I think it's not, it's um, for women and for women that are in, um, in their body or for women, you know, that are translating this energy in whatever form, that raw energy, like if you're really in your power, the emotions come along with that. The idea of the neutral mind, yes, I believe in that, but I also think that there is something about the emotions, this is another whole topic, the emotionality of women that has a fierceness and a power to it that's been controlled so much through time. So I think that when you're working with that energy, that's why it's great to have like a, a, like a, a structure of a practice. You can let your full emotions through and that it's not in a situation where you feel chaotic or where you're adversely affecting the people around you and they're reacting to that. So, you know, so I really do see that with the Ma, that it's fierce, it's angry, it can be violent, it can be beautiful, it can be blissful, it can be everything. So um, that's just kind of like the quick answer to that question. So anyway, um, I think we're done it's noon thank you guys so much for having me and um i don't know kelly or kristen if there's any last words that come from modern mystic but um uh, it was a beautiful beautiful way even though i was so resistant on mother's day <laughs> to be working and i was kind of a brat to kristen i'm like i have to do like all this stuff like <laughs> anyway um thank you so much for holding the space for me kristen and, and navigating all the zoom stuff Thank you, Kathy, for inviting me. How do people find you, Kathy? Where where should people look um, you up? Well, kathyuso.com is a really easy way. My website is kind of ancient only because I've been transforming so radically by the minute in the last two years. But you can write me there, and there's a lot of information there about the love elixir and various things. And then I'm all over social media. We have the mob platform on social media and the love artist. That's my – you put my name in, you would get the love artist. The love artist is me directly. The mob platform is the mob platform, both on Instagram. Very active there. I'm also on uh, Facebook, Kathy Izzo. I'm really easy to find. But kathyizzo.com, you know, if you want to just – you can contact me directly through my website. Great. Thank you so much, Kathy, yeah. and all the women from the Ma who joined us and all of the people that have our regular Sunday school. It's really lovely to merge communities. Yeah. Okay. Ciao. Have a beautiful day. Bye, y'all. Yep. <laughs> Bye. This episode was produced by Kirsten Hedges and produced and edited by Georgie Harris. For more information, visit us at modernmysticshop.com and click on Sunday School 